Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. I just want to welcome you to I Work For Him for a very special edition. Today, Martha and I are taking the bold step. We brought on all of our kids have been on the show. Right, Martha? We have. We've had a lot of kids on. We've had our own kids on the show. Today, we bring into our studio for a new glimpse at a different part of our culture, our grandchildren, Jonathan and Allie. These guys have been staying with us for a whole week, and they still get a few more days left with Grandma and Grandpa, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun. We have done things around Florida. I mean, most people haven't done. Jonathan, what's your favorite thing to do in Florida? Probably catch lizards. Catching lizards. Now, you haven't eaten any of those lizards, have you? No. No. But today we had what in our garage? A snake. A snake. Did you want to catch the snake? Yes. But I didn't let you? No. Because I didn't know what kind it was. Right. And I still don't know what kind of was. We ran out of time. We didn't figure that out. But so you've been, but you also yesterday at the beach, you were doing what? Um, looking for sand dollars and stuff. Yeah. Did you find one? Yep. You found a broken one, mm-hmm. but it was still alive. Right. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Allie, now what have, what has been your favorite thing so far at, in Florida? Hanging out with my family. Wow, good answer, especially your grandma and grandpa, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's the good answer for today. Right? Good answer for today. Good answer. Wow. You just hey, tonight we are we have a very special this is a big day. This is a big day. Not only yes. are Jonathan and Allie joining us on the radio show today. Hey, the title of the show today is Hey, I'm just a kid. I don't have a job or a workplace. How can I be a missionary? In school, my neighborhood, or my home? 
But tonight, we're celebrating the radio show by going to the baseball game. Now, I know a lot of you listeners out there are Rays fans. Well, you know who the Rays are playing tonight. The Twins. That's right. Go Minnesota Twins. Now, I love the Rays and the Twins. They're both great small market teams. But I grew up in Minnesota, so we're rooting for the Twins but our daughter's going to be rooting for the race because <laughs> so, we've raised her here. So One but, way or another, somebody goes home happy. That's right. So make sure you check out our Facebook post because we've got Jonathan and I have our Twins shirts on because we're rooting for the Twins tonight. That's right. Big Joe Mauer, is he still playing? Yep. He's not the catcher anymore, though, is he? No. Bummer. He's good, though. I can't wait. All right. So listen, t- today we're talking about just how can we – uh, how are we? How can we share our faith? How can we encourage our kids to share their faith at home, in their neighborhoods, in their school? And so I picked out this verse from Proverbs, Proverbs seventeen, verse six: Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. Does that mean we're aged? We are. <laughs> you know, there were many centuries where somebody that lived to be forty nine, honey, they it, that, was that wasn't aged. that was aged. Mm-hmm. But I don't, mm-hmm. honey. When I think of you, I think of you're like my homecoming queen, right there. Oh. Except I didn't take it to homecoming. I know, I know, I know. I didn't take it That's to prom okay. either. I know, okay. I know. All right. So we're, we're going to talk today. Let's just talk. We've got a few minutes before the break, guys, or just a minute before the break. Jonathan, what did we do on Sunday? We got baptized. Well, I mean, it was Saturday. See, I tricked. It was a trick question. What did we do on Sunday? What did we do on Sunday? We got baptized. No, we didn't. That was Saturday. It was a trick question. Okay, so Saturday we got baptized. You got baptized. Yeah. When did we do it? When did we do it? Yeah, it was at the sunset. Oh, yeah. It was really cool. So first, we, uh, uh, your dad had asked me to baptize him. Mm-hmm. And so I baptized your dad, which was a huge privilege for me. And then your dad and me, we got to baptize you guys. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah. That was cool. And had you, uh, you had, you would always want to get baptized in the ocean or just baptized by your dad? What was your, what was your choice? I wanted to be baptized in the ocean. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I just happened to be along for the ride then is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Allie, we're, when we come back from the break, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about what, what happened on Saturday night. But Martha, I really want this show to be an encouragement to all of our listeners out there of getting a kid's perspective on how we bring our faith into the school into schools? How do we encourage our kids to bring their faith into schools, uh, in their neighborhood, in their homes? Our our daughter, our oldest daughter, Sarah, uh, she's got an in-home business, and you guys participate in that business all the time. Do you guys ever, your mom's got an in-home daycare. Do you guys ever help change diapers? No. No. Allie, do you ever get to change diapers? No. Do you help cook or clean or do anything? Yeah. Last week we went to Animal Kingdom, didn't we, guys? Was that cool or what? Yeah, that was awesome. Allie, what did you like best about Animal Kingdom? Um, Mostly... The lizards. You like the li- <laughs> By the way, that was the free part of the park. You didn't like the Mount Everest ride? That was my favorite ride. Well, I think that wasn't that the only ride we went on. We went the jungle ride, the big Jeep. The safari. Thing, the safari ride. That was awesome. Other than that, that was pretty much the only roller coaster type ride. Yeah, that was. But it was good. We went on it twice. Yep. It goes forwards and backwards. That was pretty cool. I didn't know that about that ride because last time I'd been in Animal Kingdom with Aunt Sarah, <laughs> they were still building it. So, yeah, I was thinking that they maybe have somebody in Minnesota they want to say hi to on the radio. Well, that's a great idea. Uh, Allie, do you anybody say you want to, want to say hi to? Maybe, you know, somebody that... You know, maybe your mom and dad. Oh, she's thinking. Our mom and dad. <laughs> you got any friends you want to say hi to? Um, If they're listening. Well, or... you can play it back for them later. Yeah. It's recorded, so you can um, share it. My mom and dad, um, some of my friends in the neighborhood. Okay. Very friends good. Allie, what about you? Who do you want to say hi to? My mom, my dad, and my grandpa, my grandma. 
Very nice. good. Good touch. Very nice touch. I didn't warn, warn him about that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right. So today we're getting the perspective from kids. These guys are fifth and sixth graders. They start school the day after Labor Day because they go back to the frozen tundra in Minnesota. They have people, they go to school after Labor Day because they got to get the harvest in, even though the harvest doesn't really come in until October. For some reason, they keep kids in Don't put them back in school until after Labor Day. So, And I think really it has to do with the state fair. I think that's a good reason. Where everybody gets to go and have cheese curds. The best right. state fair ever. So what I really, Allie, on Saturday night, you we were you, you knew your dad was going to get baptized. You knew Jonathan was going to get baptized, and we had a conversation about what did it mean to be baptized. Why do we get baptized? Do you remember the answer that you gave me? Why we get baptized? You no no no. You can't. People can't see your face where you're thinking. <laughs> that was their thinking face. So why did you get baptized on Saturday night? Because you got baptized on Saturday night too, didn't you? You remember why you got baptized? We got you nervous. You're too nervous. Are you thinking about that? When you're ready, you just get my attention. Remember what 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 does it mean like when you go under the water? What does that look like to people? Um Jonathan, help her out. Um you go like what does it look like? Yeah, what is it? Like yeah. Or what does it mean? What yeah, is it? What, sure, does it what does it mean? Um it's showing your love for Christ just kind of Kind of. Well, we I'm talked not, about. I'm not really sure. They both articulated it really well on Saturday night when we talked about it, and that just the whole that going under the water is by, like being buried with Christ and then raised to new life. And so, just like Jesus died on the cross and then rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, and He allows us to have forgiveness of our sins. And they both really understand that and really love Jesus and wanted that for themselves. But on Saturday night, right after you got baptized, Allie gave me this huge hug. You got this great mm-hmm. big face. And you said that was one of your favorite things so far on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to do better. you have to do better than the one word answer. This answers. is the girl who can talk your ears off. So. Yes. The minute we get off air, she'll be talking. All right. So do you guys ever get a chance to talk to your friends about Jesus? Um, yeah. Sometimes at school, in the neighborhood. So what, what, when you get to, I mean, do people, do the kids ask you questions or do you guys bring it up, Jonathan? Um, the kids ask us questions. So like what kind of questions do they ask you? Can you think of one question you may get asked? Um, what does God mean to you? Mm, wow, that's, that's pretty, pretty deep, deep questions. Deep. Wow. Now you're about ready to go into middle school. Do you think you'll be able to have any of those conversations with kids at middle school? Yeah. Are you nervous about middle school? No, not really. No, not really. Does anything make you nervous? No, because you grab snakes. You have no fear of snakes. Well, he got a chance to go and visit his school and um, get kind of familiar with it. So that's going to help you with getting ready to go back, isn't it? Yeah. Now, Allie, you're going to be a fifth grader this year, right? Yes, I am. Very good. And now that's the big the big cheese on campus. You guys are the old kids in school, the fifth graders. So you're like the rulers of the school, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys could see your face. We're, we're not doing a video today. Someday we're going to have to do video. That would be fun. That would be good. Okay, so, be fun. Allie, do you ever get a chance to talk to your friends about Jesus? Not very often. Okay. So, like, do, do you guys ever get a chance to bring your friends to church with you? Uh, sometimes. Because we have a VBS thing, which stands for Vacation Bible School. And so um, there's a night where you can bring a friend. So. Well, that was cool. So did you bring a friend? Did you guys have VBS this summer? Yeah. And did you get to bring a friend with you? Yes, we did. Wow, cool. What was your friend's name? Uh, my friend's name was Alex. 
it, it, it was Alex. Is he no longer with us? Or? No, it is. Oh, it's still Alex. Okay. <laughs> the All one right. that he brought. Allie, did you get to bring a friend to VBS? No. No? Did you want to? Yes. Or are you too nervous to ask? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no, but you know, Allie and I were talking about um, her friends in her neighborhood, and she does have a friend in the neighborhood who is a Christ follower, right? And so you guys spend some time going through a book together on how to be good friends that comes from a Bible perspective that helps you to learn how to um, be nice to each other and work through your problems and stuff, don't you? Mm-hmm. So we were talking about that earlier and the fact that that's a really good thing for her and her friend to be able to do and learn from and do it um, and learn about the Bible at the same time. Now, one of the things, now, Al, you do during the school year, you're participating in a dance program, right? Yes, I am. So is that like uh, 80s uh, rock uh, dance fever kind of dance? No. Uh, so is it like um, tap dancing? No. Is it like hula dancing? No. Um, so what kind of dancing is it? Hip hop? No. No. Okay, so what kind of dancing is it? Kicks. Kicks dancing. So you just kick people when you're dancing? No. <laughs> I don't get it. I, That's I, what it's called, right? Yes. But what kind of dancing is it? Is it line dancing? Is it team yeah. dancing? It, yeah. You put your hands over your partner and then... You do the kicks in at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's all coordinated, right? And you yeah. do it for competition? So it's choreographed. Yes. Do you know what that means? No. You have no idea. Okay, good. You shouldn't just agree to anything because I can say, I can make up some word and you're like, <laughs> Grandpa might yeah. make up anything. All right, so, but, all right, so you're in dance and Jonathan, you're in baseball. Yep. Do you do any other sports during the year? Uh, no, but um, my friend said he plays soccer and I've played with him sometimes down at the park, and he said I'm really good, so I'm thinking about maybe doing that this next year. Well, in middle school, you'll be able to have some choices to actually play middle school sports, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how do you think what, – what's one example you think you can uh, bring to the, the sports teams that you're on and how people can know that you're a Christ follower? What, what are some of the things that you think you can do to be that example? Jonathan, can you think of anything? Um. I'm not really sure. All right. So what, that's good. That's what we told them to say. If they didn't really know when they were stumbling when I'm asking them questions on the air. So you, uh, you're going you're gonna to bring your faith with you to the baseball field, right? Yeah. Because it goes with you wherever you go, right? Yeah. You can't leave it anywhere. You can't leave it in the sidelines and you can't leave it in the gutter, right? You take, it comes with you, right? Right. Because Jesus lives inside of you, right? I mean, the, the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. Yeah. Okay. So when you're on the baseball team, what are some things that you can do to uh, be an example of Jesus to others? How about... Um, being a good sport. Yeah. All right. How about working really hard at it no matter whether you're winning or losing? Yeah. How about being a good sport even if you do lose? Yeah. Are those some things you can do? Yeah. What are some other things that you might be able to do? Um, yeah. Cheer people up. Oh, um, good. When they're down, when they're having a batting slump? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what about when you strike them out? Because that's your pitcher. You're an all-star pitcher. You pitch at like 92 miles an hour. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, he is wishes. It, it's, it's pretty close to someday, 92, isn't it? Someday he will. No. No? What, what is it, like 35 or 40 miles an hour? Do you have any idea? Uh, we don't have a speed tracker, so I don't know. Oh, we need to go do that tomorrow then. Let's, oh. go, let's go find out how fast he can pitch. I want to know how fast I can pitch. All right. So <laughs> when you strike somebody out, do you say, I'm really sorry that I struck you out, but I love Jesus, so you know, you're a pretty good guy? <laughs> I mean, how, what do you say? Well, I mean, it all goes pretty quick. They just walk back to the... Bankage. Do you guys ever get a chance to hang out with the opposing team after the game? Um, yeah, we do. You guys shake hands and stuff, right? Yeah. Or pat hands. Tell them they 
Good game. 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 Do you mean it? Do you mean it? Yeah. What if you lose and you had a bad game? You still say good game? So you lie. No, it's the truth. It's showing good sportsmanship. Oh, good sportsmanship. Okay, that's right. You know, I was thinking about something when you were listing all those things. Is the fact that I bet that even at your age, you find that there are kids that don't necessarily have the best um, words come out of their mouth sometimes. Right. So, do you think that kids notice when you don't say bad words? Um. Yeah. I think that that's what, another way you can be a testimony, just by having good, clean words come out of your mouth instead of bad words. Yeah. I think it's a good one. All right, we're talking about to our grandkids today about how they can be a missionary in their workplace. No, they don't have jobs yet, but they're involved. Jonathan's involved in baseball. He's going into sixth grade, which is middle school up there in Minnesota, the frozen tundra. Hey, do you guys ever have a time when there's not ice on the ground? No. No, it's always frozen, right? You like wear ice skates to school, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Right, Allie? It plays that true? well into you. No. No, it's not true? Yeah. It gets hot there, too, doesn't it? Yeah. It gets hotter there. Did you know it gets hotter there than it does here? I did not know that. That's right, but it gets colder there than it does here. You, right. you knew that. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. That's right. Okay, listen, Allie, we were talking about you're, you're in a dance team. It's called the Kicks. You know, back when I was you know, a little kid in Minnesota, the Kicks were a soccer team. Did you know that? No. Yeah, they were. Because okay. they kicked the ball. Because they, they kick, that's the best they could do. Minnesota kicks. I don't know what the deal was. Okay, so on your in your dance team, how how what do you think you can do to be a good example for Jesus on your dance team? What are some examples? I can invite some of my friends from my dance team to church with me. That's a great idea. What else? Or invite them to VBS. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Mm-hmm. How about this, guys? Do you think that your friends, don't you have a lot of friends whose parents um, have gotten divorced? Do you guys have a lot of friends whose parents have gotten divorced? Yeah. Yes. Do you think that their homes without a mom or a dad are the same as your home where you have both a mom and dad living at home? No, it's probably a lot. It's more sad. Mm. More sad. A lot, a lot more sad. Yeah, and, and it's also, I mean, it's a tough life. Being a single mom or a single dad's a tough life. Don't you think that inviting your friends over to your house just so they could see your family and be encouraged by your family, don't you think that's something they could do that you could do as well? Yeah, that would probably encourage them a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of those things that you guys get older. There's a lot of kids out there who are living in broken homes, and you can be an encouragement to them and, and just – just say, hey, come on over to my house. And then you guys, like you've seen how we have dinner. How do we have dinner? Do we do we pray with our meal? Yes. All right. But then after we're done eating, what do we do? I'm not really sure. Allie, what do we do? What, it drives you guys crazy. Do we, do, we what, hurry, what? do we hurry up and clear the table? Yes. No. Allie, have you been in my house the last week? <laughs> Jonathan, what do we do? When we're done eating, what do we do? Do we tell you to clear the table right away and get out of here? No. What do we tell you to do? We sit down and talk for a little bit. We sit down and talk. And that's, that's something. Right. Do we ever have the TV on when we're eating? No. No. Do what we have our what? phones at the table? No. 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 Because we're trying to have a conversation, aren't we, Allie? Yes. And, and is it, do you guys like that, talking around the table? Yes. Does it drive you crazy, though, because you guys both want to get up and clear the table? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they think there might be something better to go go do, but but it's been fun because this week we've um, been showing them how we do that, and we really have enjoyed having everybody around the table and having those conversations. You know, um, two things. One of the things Allie and I were just talking about a little bit was the fact that there, you know, there are kids that because of their background or their home, sometimes they're they're mean. 
and they don't know how to be nice. Because you've taught me that hurting people hurt people, so kids yeah. are hurting. So, so sometimes kids, in order to protect themselves, they're bullies or they're mean, and we've talked about that a little bit. And the fact that one of the things that you guys can really do is try to be kind to those people that are being mean. Um, because maybe just nobody is kind to them. So they've not had a good example and they don't know how to even receive that because they um, have just been mean to people in order to survive. And one of the things that else I was thinking about when we were talking about this is, you know, our goal for you guys is for this to just be natural for you, for you to not even think about, well, how can I be Jesus to them? Because it's just part of your life. You yeah. love Jesus, you love your friends. It just makes sense that you're going to talk about both things, right? Yeah. And that's the goal for us for that next generation so that you guys, when you grow up and you finish school and you get a job, that that makes sense for you for that too, that you love your job, you love the people, and you love Jesus. All of those things need to just get along. And that means that you don't leave Jesus at home when you go to work. You don't leave Jesus at home when you go to school. You get to bring him with you everywhere you go and be that light. Remember, you've all heard the song about this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. That whole thought of you're the light in this world everywhere you go, at your age, at grandpa's age, and at every other age. And um, our goal for you is that that just seems more natural instead of having to learn it. All right. So let me just ask you, if you're, when you guys go to school, when you go to school, Al, or you, maybe you're playing in the neighborhood, have your friends ever given you a hard time uh, about Jesus? I mean, have they ever made fun of you because of Jesus? No, they haven't. Okay. What about you, Jonathan? No. Wow. That's cool. Now, you know, mm-hmm. going into middle school, not everybody's going to feel the same way about Jesus that you do. Did you know that? Yeah. So you just need to be prepared. What if somebody says to you, Jonathan, why do you believe that whole Jesus stuff? What, what are you going to say? Um, well, either way, he's trying to save you. That's a good one. You know, that's, that's a good, a answer. good answer. What, answer. What I like the answer is, and one of the ones I use is that I just share what Jesus has done in my life because nobody can ever argue with us about what Jesus has done in our lives. People like to argue, and most kids aren't going to be equipped to argue with you, but it's important, parents, listeners, to recognize that the fact that we do we do. Uh, kids will get persecuted at school for sharing their faith, and I, I did as a as a middle or junior high and high schooler. These guys are too. But if you just sound and say, "Hey, this is what Jesus has done in my life," they can't ever refute that. I mean, do you understand what refute means? It means nobody. You can't argue. With, somebody can't say, "No, Jesus didn't save you." You say, "Of course he did." And they can't argue with you about that. All right, so let's go back to some, what's the biggest thing, Allie, as you look forward to fifth grade, you look forward to fifth grade, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to in fifth grade? Having some friends from my neighborhood in my school. Have you, has that not been something you've had before? No, never. Wow, cool. Jonathan, what about sixth grade? What's the biggest thing you're looking forward to? Um, lockers. Lockers? Oh, that's a big step. And having gym pretty much every day. Whew. The smell of a sweaty sixth grader. And then, with his, <laughs> then with his clothes in a locker that have been sitting there for all year long. Make sure you bring those home every once in a while for your mom to clean, would you? Thanks for listening. We're hoping that the words that you're hearing today from the mouths of a fifth and sixth grader would really be an encouragement to you to pass on to your own kids. And I think, Martha, that's probably one of the things I want to really talk about today is what are some things we can do to encourage parents uh, with their own children. But, Allie, you thought of somebody you wanted to say hi to. My best friend, Callie Headland. 
Very nice. Kelly, I hope you're listening. If not, when you get home, you can play her the show right off the website, iworkforhim.com. That's I work the number for him.com. All right. So <laughs> what do your parents do, Jonathan, to help encourage you in your faith? What are some of the things that they do in your life to help encourage you? Um, we, uh, we read a devotional every night. Okay. We go to church every Sunday. Do you guys pray together at all at home? Yep. Yep. And before bed or before meals or what? Yeah, both. Okay. And, um, at church, I do the tech board. So for the band that plays in your middle school room, you do the board? Yeah. Sweet. How'd you learn how to do that? Um, they were looking for volunteers, and it said um, no, you, no, no experience no experience required. So really, you could go in there and take Ace's job right now is what you're saying? <laughs> I That's bet probably a little much, but okay. it, it's, it's a little smaller. All right, Ace, your job <laughs> is secure. Okay. Uh, but right. that but that's great because we were talking about the fact that their parents encourage them to serve and that's what he's doing by being on the tech team is to serve in his church. All right, I'd like to thank William for calling in from Tampa. He's got a couple of kids in the kindergarten. We're going to send out these books to you, William. Thanks for listening today to the show. Really appreciate you mm-hmm. tuning in to our work for him. Martha, one of the things I thought we could do is just go through some hand, some pointers on things that maybe we did with our kids and we did have done with our grandkids a little bit uh, to encourage them in their faith. And, Jonathan, you already mentioned this, but uh, praying. You know, we pray for our meals and really to recognize that we're not just praying for our meals We don't do a recited prayer. We actually really thank God for the food. We do. Um, But one of the things that the kids do that I, we actually talked about a little bit to do today because we don't want it to become so memorized that we forget what we're really meaning. But when you guys are going to bed at night, what do you say at the end of your prayer? Um, Help us to be more like you. Help us to be more like you. And I thought that was really powerful. If you really, really mean that, you're saying, Jesus, help me to be more like you. So do you think Jesus in the backseat of a minivan would have been playing tug-of-war? No. (laughs) Who was doing that? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But they were having fun. Yes, they were. Okay, so praying before your meals, Mm -hmm. praying together at night, that was something that we did with our kids very early on. And a lot of parents are like, well, I don't know how to pray. They're like, okay. We just you learn how to pray together, and really, we're just teaching our kids to be conversational with the Lord, just thanking Him for our day and thanking Him for uh, what's being going on in our lives. And, and Martha, even from early on, we taught our kids to be intercessors for other people. Mm-hmm. We taught them to pray for other people. That's right. Um, so when we, you guys, are having a tough person, maybe in your neighborhood or at school, that's not being very nice, um, remembering to pray for them instead of being mad at them or avoiding them, and saying, "God." Help me to be somebody nice to them so that they can see more about wh- how why it's important to love Jesus and not be so mean to other people. Um, so praying for those people that are not so nice, praying for people that are hurting, um, praying for our missionary friends that are maybe out serving in other parts of the world, giving up of their time in that way where God has called them. Those are all ways to pray for other people. That's pretty cool. And one of the things, just an encouragement out there, listeners, to pray with your kids. Let them hear you pray because our kids learn from us how to pray. And, and if you're not used to praying out loud, just it's okay. God is not a judger of how our prayers are. He, he's looking at our hearts anyway. So we, we talked about so praying tonight, meals, letting them hear you pray, giving them people to pray for. 
What are, what, are, what are we going to say, honey? Well, I was just going to say the fact that um, it's really important that if we want the next generation to be strong in their faith, which I'm considering this, these guys the next generation, is to be real around them and talk to them about struggles, talk to them about when we're having a bad day and when um, we need, we're struggling in our faith or what God is doing in our life. Because don't you guys think it means a lot when, when somebody says to you, you know what, um, I'm having to learn a lot about patience right now, and that's really hard. And then you can learn from that what it means to have patience as well, and then maybe you'll um, you'll have a little better ability to have patience than the people that are struggling with it. Do you guys ever have a hard time being patient with each other? Allie, do you have a hard time being patient with your brother sometimes? Sometimes. <laughs> wow, that was a good Bad. confession. Jonathan, good and honest. Jonathan, do you ever have a hard time being patient with your yes. sister? <laughs> and with your grandfather asking that question? Okay, all right. So, all right, one of the, some of the other things, taking your kids to church with you, super important, but getting them involved in their small group, whatever that be, whether they call it Sunday school, small groups, whatever it may be, getting them involved with other kids that are like-minded. Um, you know, one of our friends, they're a great couple. They got, a, a, I don't know, a horde of children at dinner. They talk about their highs and lows of the day. Really encourage your kids to share. So like today, Jonathan, what was a high from today? What was one of, one of your highlights of the day before you came on the radio today? What was one of your highlights for the day? Um, well, over the past week, we've found shells with holes in them. And so this morning we made necklaces out of them. So you did some, you did some craft projects with grandma. Yeah. And Grandpa wasn't involved because they'd have been a disaster. <laughs> they did really good on them all by themselves. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'd have looked terrible if they were involved. Me, all right, Allie, what about you? What was one? Of, what was a, a high today? What was one of the, the fun things you did today? Um, the making the necklaces with the beads and the shells. That took a lot of their time today, so that was a pretty important thing. We actually did not even get our swimsuits on yet today which is the first day in like a week that we haven't been in our swimsuits. But, you know, we had to get on the radio. We had things to do today. Places to go, people (laughs) to see. All right, so do you guys like going to church on Sundays? Yeah. Do you have a hard time getting out of bed, Allie? Yes. Do you always have a hard time getting out of bed, Allie? If I wake up and I... (laughs) Wait a minute. If you wake up, you don't have a hard time getting out of bed. (laughs) But if you don't wake up, you have a hard time getting out of bed? No, let her finish, Oh, sorry, sorry. When I wake up, I... Like, if it's, like, 6.30, um, I really want to fall back asleep because I'm really tired, uh-huh. but I can't. Yeah. It's already bright out. It is, well, except in the wintertime where it's not already bright out, but it's frigid, stinking cold outside. All right, do you guys ever, do you guys have your own Bibles at home? Yes, we do. do you, Jonathan, do you spend any time reading your Bible? Uh, yes, I do. Like, do you pick a chapter and you read, or you just pick random spots? What do you do? Um, yeah, we, me and my dad, like, we go through, we read a certain amount every night. Wow, sweet. Allie, what about you? Do you have a Bible at home? Yes, I do. Do you get a chance to read your Bible? Yes. Do you read it very often? Sometimes I I have books that have verses in them. Yep. So whenever I find a verse, I quickly go find my Bible and then I look it up. Oh, cool. Do you get to read your book with your Bible with your mom? Yes. That's pretty cool. All right. So one of the things mom and dads also just encourage you that, you know, we all, none of us are perfect. All of us struggle in our faith and to recognize that just living your faith out in front of your kids is super important, being transparent and vulnerable. And when you mess up, 
being willing to ask for forgiveness to your own children when you mess up and, and sin against them. As an example, because we expect our kids to apologize and to ask forgiveness when they do things wrong. Why not us do the same thing? You know, Martha, as moms and dads, we've got, we're setting an example. What are some of the things we're setting an example for? Well, we're th- we are setting an example for um, for the next generation when they're looking at you for the spouse that they're going to marry. Like you are an example of what a husband should look like. And I'm supposed to be a good example of what a wife is supposed to look like. So those are things that we need to look at really seriously and say, you know, so when Allie is growing up and she's looking at her mom, she wants to be a wife like that and a mother like that. So we need to make sure that we're setting a good example in those things that we do. Right. So, I mean, and that's one of the things to keep in mind, moms and dads, as we're as we're an example for our kids. All of us grew up saying, I don't want to be like my mom or my dad or, you know, I I don't want to repeat their same mistakes. But most of us do. That's why, moms and dads, it's important that you live that transparent, vulnerable life. And if you make mistakes, just to apologize for them and work on them all the time. I have a little message I just got from their mom. Okay. And she said that both of the kids are very great witnesses at school by befriending those who don't have friends and not picking on kids who other kids are picking on or bullying. So befriending the person who doesn't have friends, um, you guys have both done a good job with that. And then also by apologizing and asking for forgiveness when it's needed. Um, And that's something that um, she was actually saying that we're a good example of that because a lot of adults don't do that. A lot of adults have such a hard time with apologizing and asking for forgiveness. And we need to do that so that you guys understand, you know what? Sometimes grandma's going to mess up and I have to say, I'm sorry. And She did that last year. She made a mistake last year. Oh, stop. <laughs> he always has to cut a joke, doesn't he? So, but, but really, you guys learning that we need to ask for forgiveness. And when we do something wrong, say, you know what? I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Um, or I'm really tired today. And or I just don't um, like need, people today. There you, once in a while, that can happen too. But just being honest. And because it's important that we're honest in our lives, isn't it? All right. So let me ask you this question, guys. You guys have a whole summer off in Minnesota, three months off. Do you guys ever play with your friends in the neighborhood outside? Yeah, almost all, right. all the time. Almost all the time. So when you're having those conversations, Jonathan, you're always playing in the dirt with bugs, with, you know, you don't have lizards up north, but you got sal- salamanders. Your sister didn't know you had salamanders up north. Yeah, we do. I know you we do. Don't, we don't see them very often, but we do. No, that's because all the development scared them away. Okay, but when you're out in the neighborhood, how can you be an example to your friends, guys, to uh, about Jesus? What are some of the things that maybe you can do in the neighborhood? Um... Be a good example. Well, do you guys ever have arguments with your friends? Allie, do you ever have an argument with your girlfriends? Yes. <laughs> All the time? Almost every week. Almost every week. So how do you make up? Do you go back and apologize to them and set a good example for them? Yes. Is that hard to do? Mm-hmm. It is really hard to do, isn't it? Yes. It's humbling. That's why I learned to avoid that feeling. So I just try not to make those stupid mistakes twice because I always I hate having to <laughs> say it when I'm wrong. It's easier just to try to do things right the first time. All right. So when you know when you guys look at life ahead, you got sixth grade and fifth grade. You look at all of the new world in front of you. Do you? How do you think Jesus is going to come into play? in your daily walk at school. Do you, do you think you'll pray during tests? You ever prayed during a test, Jonathan? Um, before a test. Yeah? Did it help? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and you've got to find your way around this whole new school, although you've had a tour already. So, Allie, you ever, you ever pray when you're at school? Yes, I do. 
You want to give an example, or are you just t- totally tired of me talking to you on the radio? <laughs> like, when a friend is being bullied, I just pray for them. Mm-hmm. Cool, and then wrap your arms around them and hug them? You should do yeah. that. That's a, Well, you should do that. It's a good one. Martha, there's some great resources out there for parents on how to... You know, if they maybe not been raised in a Christian home uh, like you and I and didn't didn't know about a lot of great resources, but Focus on a Family's got a lot. What, what do you find out on Focus on Family? Well, their website is stock full of good information, um, reviews on movies, things like that. So you make sure you're taking them to things that are wholesome or you know what you're going into. Um, yeah, I was their just, movie guide is fantastic. Yes. I think the kids, well, I made them watch some VeggieTales today because we learned they haven't watched enough VeggieTales in life, right? Allie, Allie <laughs> do you like VeggieTales? Oh, no, none at all. Jonathan, did you like VeggieTales? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Okay, She Allie, said I, they're little vegetables with no arms and they bob around. I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. But, you know, but Focus on Family has tons of great yes. resources, huge resources. But recently, a lot of churches are getting involved with Right Now Media. And you can find out more about them, rightnow.org, on the web. And they've got, it, it's like if your church signs up for it, it makes it cheap enough where per family, everybody can sign on. And they have like Netflix for family entertainment, Christ-centered family entertainment, mm-hmm. all over the web. And you can download the app right under your Roku device or your DVD player, or whatever it may be, so you can watch really super quality entertainment uh, right there on your phones, on your... It was just great. All right, what, you got to check it out right now, media. Jonathan, thanks for being on the show today, buddy. You yeah. did a great job. Thank you. All right, I love you, buddy. Allie, thanks for being on the show today. Sweetie, you did a great job. Thanks. I Thank love you. you, sweetie. All right, okay. Martha, I love you, too. Oh, thank you. All right, listen, as we come to the end of another I Work Rim show, I just want to thank you for tuning in today. Thanks so much for listening to I Work Rim. And here are our grandkids, just a perspective on, hey, I don't have a workplace. Where's my mission field? Hey, what did you learn today about how you can take this city, this neighborhood, your school, your family, your home for Christ? What did you learn? You know, we learned today that we could take our faith into our schools, into our neighborhood, and really make an impact on our own homes from the mouths of a sixth grader and a fifth grader. Our grandkids telling you today how they've got opportunities on the baseball team and the dance team and the neighborhood at school to really just share how Christ is making a difference in their lives and sometimes just being a good example and, and be able to share what, what's going on in their own household. But I, we encourage them today just to bring kids into their own, their friends into their home to be able to see what a what a family centered on Christ looks like because they have lots of friends who come from broken families. But let me just challenge you, the moms and dads listening today, or maybe if you don't have kids yet, this is something you can learn. We need to be proactive in equipping our kids and equipping ourselves and be ready for ministry each and every day. That's why I challenge you to go out to iWorkForHim.com tonight and join the I Work For Him Nation. Start praying for your coworkers and employees tonight. iWorkForHim.com. You've been listening to the I Work Rim Show with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.